Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Campfire Adventures. It's me, Dylan, your host, and I'm still alive. I know, I'm pretty surprised too. But you know, we made it pretty far, and I intend to see this road trip all the way through to the end. So right now, we're in New Mexico, all the way at the top of a volcano. Yep, you heard me right. We are parked at the top of Capulin Volcano National Monument, and we just got here from our stop in Oklahoma. So, so far, we've been on what I'd say is the longest single drive on this road trip. And we aren't even done yet. This ride's gonna take even longer. But we can get into all that later and even more about the volcano experience that we're having at the end of this episode. And I guess with that said, we probably just wanna get into today's story because not only is this a good one, but we also have some more adventuring to do. So it's time to grab a drink. We are in the car at the top of a volcano, and it's time to get into today's story. So New Mexico, what's out here and what should we talk about? Well, today's story is one that I heard a long, long time ago. And so it kind of made sense when I rediscovered it and I thought we should have this legend fill in the episode for the state. So picture it, over a thousand years ago in what is now New Mexico, there was a great Native American tribe just settling down. They're now known as the Navajo Nation. And in that tribe, there were leaders and healers known to the public as shamans. Now, a shaman is someone that people would come to when they're in need of help or some type of support. And this could be through multiple things like medical assistance. Maybe they just needed someone to listen to them while they talked. Or maybe they were trying to connect with God or I guess the gods and they needed someone of a higher status to get them there. Now, I know what you might be thinking, okay, so how does this all fit into a creepy story catalog like Campfire Adventures? But just hold on, because we're about to get there. So yeah, a shaman, they sound great. And help and support from a community trusted leader is just amazing. How could it get any better? Well, there are a select group of these magic practitioners that aren't content with just using their abilities for the betterment of others. Some of these people crave the power more for themselves and to accomplish their own selfish deeds. These practitioners eventually will do anything they can to get more power. And instead of doing the good for the people, they start to do evil deeds. And they are no longer called shamans at this point. They are actually called skinwalkers. Have you ever heard of a skinwalker before? Honestly, they aren't something that we wanna take lightly. These people are powerful and they are capable of being very dangerous. Now, one doesn't just wake up one day and claim their allegiance to being a skinwalker. They must be inducted into this by committing heinous acts for the Society of Skinwalkers. Yeah, they have their own club of sorts. And in order to get in, you have to pay the fine. And these acts are among the most devious you've ever heard from. You have to kill someone close to your heart. Whether that's a family member or a friend, it's just someone that 
your love that you're willing to sacrifice in order to obtain dark, powerful magic for yourself. Now, this might seem unthinkable, but legend says that there have been many people who have claimed to have run-ins with these dark witches. So yes, there are people who are out there that are willing to do whatever they could in order to get more power. I mean, it could just be anybody. So what exactly is a skinwalker? We know that they're dark magical people who have this power and the willing to do the darkest of deeds in order to get more, but what do they look like and have we maybe seen one before? Okay, good question and don't worry because I got you. A skinwalker looks like anyone else would, a person but they have the ability to use their dark magic to shapeshift into any creature or animal that they want, the ability to control animals and people, and the lack of empathy to kill those who oppose them. I know, we started this whole episode only talking about the Navajo Nation, but there are multiple interpretations of skinwalkers in various Native American tribes. They walk among people seemingly the same as everyone else, but they are so much more. According to some articles that I read, skinwalkers' defining features is their eyes. When they are in human form, their eyes appear to be more animalistic. And when they shapeshift into whether it's a bear or cow, wolf, whatever creature they want, their eyes appear to be more human-like. And in traditional tribe appearance, skinwalkers usually wear pelts of the creatures they like to change into. So, like I said, a bear or a wolf, some of them wear feathers from eagles, it's worn to help them gain more power. And occasionally, it's believed that they wear the bones of these creatures as well to help propel their magic even further. The people of the tribe who are not touched by dark magic don't wear predatory animal skins. It's, it goes against their, I guess, rule of law. They can wear pelts that belong to sheep or deer, other types of creatures that are not predatory. And that's one way that you can tell the difference between someone who's a skinwalker and not. So what exactly do they want? Sure, power comes to mind and the ability to perform dark magic, that's pretty alluring. I mean, if I could snap my fingers and have the remote just land in my hand, great. If I could have a cheeseburger like to snap my fingers, perfect. But I don't think I want to do anything sinister to get any of that type of ability. So they stay in their societies and they help one another achieve their darkest desires. To kill and gain more power, absolutely. They do anything to help one another. Usually, these societies of skinwalkers are led by an older, more experienced walker who makes it possible for them to achieve their desires, whether that be murdering someone or tormenting a town, controlling or manipulating people. I mean, you name it and they'll do it. And I think one of the biggest questions that we all have right now is, can we stop them if we come face to face with one or are being tortured by one? Well, that depends on who you ask. Some say if you shoot them with a bullet covered in white ash in the back of their neck, that'll stop them. And I mean, who is going to be able to have all that ready just in case they need it, right? So there are some alternatives, don't worry. You can learn the name of the skinwalker who's trying to torment you. And if you speak it, it's said that they will stop immediately. And if you don't know the name, there's also one more thing you could do. You can talk to a powerful shaman. They were there from the beginning to help people. So if you talk to someone powerful enough, they might be able to ward them off and get them away from bothering you or hurting you or making things escalate worse. Now, I like to go into some accounts of people's dealings with skinwalkers, but it was proven to be kind of difficult to find skinwalker stories just in New Mexico. And the one that comes up the most is 
a story about Skinwalker Ranch, which is in Utah. But I think I'm going to say that for another episode because it's Utah and we're in New Mexico. And I also have a story for Utah anyway. So most people claim that skinwalkers have been seen tormenting them in the way of shape-shifting. So if they're driving their car, it'll turn into a wolf and they can run exceedingly fast. And so they'll kind of chase them along and just kind of scare them off from their property. Or some say that they get into their mind and whisper thoughts into their heads. Some say that they've actually saved them from doing something crazy. But again, those are just little claims of skinwalkers that I want to share with you. So should we believe in the legend of skinwalkers or not? Well, I guess that's kind of up to you. The Navajo definitely do. And I'm not above believing that these people exist either. I think power is a very alluring thing. And if one way that someone can get that is by doing something like a sacrifice or something unbelievable, then I'm not sure that people wouldn't want to not do that. Because, I mean, imagine cheeseburger right in your hand. Remote right in your hand. Wait a second. No, I'm just kidding. But I guess with that said, it's time to call this episode done. Oh, and also, uh, not only do I want to get this episode done because we got to keep going on an adventure, I was also told that if you speak about skinwalkers, especially if you're in New Mexico, it's kind of like a calling card to get them to come to exactly where you are. And I don't need that kind of heat right now, so I'm going to hightail it out of here real quick. But before I go, let me tell you a little bit about New Mexico. So, we literally finished leaving Kansas, got to Oklahoma. We told our story there, hung around the state park, and then we left there to come to the connecting section of New Mexico. We're at the top of New Mexico, and we found a volcano, the Capulin Volcano National Monument. And this is so cool because it's a dormant volcano in New Mexico, and it's huge, and you drive up to it. It's in the middle of nowhere. You drive all the way to the top. It's kind of steep, and there were parts that I was like, okay, hopefully I don't fall off here. But you get all the way to the top of this volcano, and it's just breathtaking and beautiful. So we were on the phone, and we get out, and... I end up talking, I'm talking to my friend and I'm telling him about our story and like, oh, the next place I'm going to go here and the next place I'm going to go here. And this couple and their baby ended up overhearing me talking and we ended up talking a little bit about what I was going to do. And so they supported me, but it turns out that the husband went to college in Oklahoma and I was telling him, oh, I feel so bad because I was only in Oklahoma for just a little bit of time. And he said, hey man, don't worry. I went to college for four years in Oklahoma. Have you seen a freaking square inch of Oklahoma you've seen the whole state so don't worry about it and I was like shoo <laughs> you know I feel pretty good about that I, I mean I'll go back sure but right now it was okay because in New Mexico we got to see this really great volcano so you're able to hike around the rim of the whole thing and you go up pretty high and let me tell you I did it in sandals I don't recommend it because these sandals are from Walmart because I'm a Walmart shopper and they were definitely worn out from this whole trip so I'm walking up in these sandals I'm sweating because I didn't want to slip and fall which only means that I was going to slip and fall and I'm taking all these videos and there were just a couple of people around nothing too crazy and I'm taking videos and taking pictures and la 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 and it was just breathtaking because in every different corner of the volcano you see different terrain you see flat land in one area you see a desert style land in the other area you see trees which is funny because you know when you're driving by they don't look like big trees but when you're at the top of a volcano they look a little bit bigger so you see trees and it was just beautiful and i think the most amazing thing was seeing a hawk spiral in and out of the 
center of the volcano and back up over and over again. That was super cool. And you're gonna see videos of that and stuff on uh, Instagram, so don't worry about that. But that was a stop that we did in New Mexico. It was just to hang around a volcano, which is something that I didn't know that I wanted to say that I've done until I actually did it. And so it made everything so much better. But there's so many more cool places in New Mexico. So I do have to keep going because I know that I keep saying that there's this time crunch thing that's happening. And it is, but it's going to be so cool because everything that I've hoped to happen is happening. And you're going to see some really cool stuff coming up. The next place we're going to, which we're actually driving to today, it's going to be a late one, but we're going to get there and it's going to be beautiful. And I can't wait to share that with you. So keep following along on these road trip stories. We have pictures of the volcano that we're going to post on Instagram and Facebook at Campfire Adventures Podcast. And then we have all the episodes and behind the scenes source material, everything you can think of on our website at www.campfireadventurespodcast.com. And that's a mouthful. <laughs> and uh, we are in the car chilling. So you're going to hear some AC. You're going to hear some car noises. And uh, yeah, whether you listen to this in the day or the evening, I hope you have a good day or a good evening. Thanks for listening. Bye.